The Movie Mafia. On today's episode, Wonder Woman 1984 had its first trailer unveiled. What were our thoughts? The Golden Globes announced all of their nominations for this year. Did they get them right? And, as we reach the end of the 2010s, we give our top five movies of the decade. All of this, coming up next... James Bond. James Bond. You're a wizard, Harry. I drink your milkshake. You can't handle the truth. You gotta tear me apart, Lisa. Again, we are the Movie Mafia. I'm Andrew Kent here in studio with Jacob Trout and Marco DeLuca for our final episode of this semester. Gentlemen, it's been a fun year, I'm hasn't crying. it? I'm crying. I'm crying. How about you, Marco? How are you feeling? Feeling good. Tired. Yeah. Long, long week of uh, finals preparation. But, hey, glad to be back here in the studio. Marco, how has this experience been for you so far as a part of the Movie Mafia? It's been a pleasure. I appreciate you guys asking me. I mean, I know I'm not the greatest movie enthusiast, but I watched a lot more movies because of you guys, so I appreciate that. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I I love being in the studio here uh, with you two guys. Uh, You know, I love movies, love talking about them. I'm so glad I've got an opportunity to do that with both of you. Absolutely, man. This is exactly what I wanted to to, to be doing for the last couple of years, and I'm glad that you brought this idea up to us, Jacob, last year in our class. So let's yeah. keep the, the train moving, and we'll continue on with this episode as well as a bunch of episodes next semester. And we begin today's episode with a new trailer. Uh, last week I knew we talked about the new Black Widow trailer as well as the trailer for Bond 25, No Time to Die. But this week we were given the trailer to Wonder Woman 1984. The movie takes place, of course, in 1984. Uh, Pedro Pascal is the main villain. He has the name Max Lord, who I believe we were speculating if he was going to be that villain or not. And I guess it's confirmed that he will be playing that villain in this movie. Uh, I, I really did like this trailer a lot. There was only one thing that really bothered me, and that's Chris Pine being back as Steve Trevor after dying in Wonder Woman back in 2017. Also, he hasn't aged at all, which is kind of weird. But I'm, that makes me that leads me to speculate because this is 1984, and that was like World War One, wasn't it? So it would have been like what the 20s? Yeah. So so I mean, like, mm-hmm. come on. 60 years later, like, 1984 be... was World War One. <laughs> That's you what know? I thought too. Yeah. I like, what? No, I think I think I worded that poorly. No, but yeah. Wonder Woman, <laughs> the first Wonder Woman movie. Happened in World War One, and this movie is now taking place in 1984, so he'd have to be older. Uh, it leads me to believe that either he's some sort of super-powered freak now, or uh, which the more likely alternative is that I mean, he's just uh, a figment of her imagination and just kind of you know her dealing. She probably has some loss or deals with some uh, you know crappy thing in the beginning of this movie, and uh, she starts hallucinating him or something like that. Well, in the one part, he like goes to the garbage can and looks at it and he has like no idea what it is. Did I you picture the very end. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So oh, I, that may yeah, have yeah. something to do with that, you know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. But they're right here, yeah. Yeah. I don't I He's just like, what is this? And she's like, yeah. That's a garbage well, I, can. I think they're at like an art like exhibit, aren't they? Or something. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> it's just a building. Yeah. It's just a bu- I don't know what that could 
mean? Yeah. I, I think I thought she was like pointing out a bunch of art to him and then Oh, oh. Yeah, because if you see in the one <laughs> shot, like the first shot or no, it's the second shot that they show, there's like some big statue in front of the building. I'm guessing that has play, play the audio from it. We'll, we'll still have our viewers. All right, all right, so we'll we'll play a little bit of the audio from the trailer, but uh art. That's just a trash can. It's just a trash can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I guess, yeah, I th I'm pretty sure she said the word art in there, so I guess there I don't know. I, I wasn't sure if he was just being weird or if, uh, you know, like... Maybe he was frozen or something. Yeah. Oh, know. May, maybe, I don't know. actually. That's, I mean, they already did that with Captain America. That's what, exactly <laughs> what I was thinking, so but, I was like, I didn't want to say it, but then I just threw it out there anyway. Yeah. That would not shock me. Well, I have no idea why the heck they bothered killing him off in the... First movie anyway, if they're just going to bring him back. And I wanted them to bring Chris Pine back. I love Chris Pine. I think but he's I just great. don't understand how he's going to time travel through time to catch up to what the current, like, I mean, they, they operate in the current year, so for DC movies, it would be, the next movies would be, like, 2020. I think they operate, right. like, you know, current year, besides, like, the, the, the previous Wonder Woman movies. Mm -hmm. But I'm pretty sure, you know, for uh, Justice League and everything like that, they operated as if it was in 2017 when that movie actually came out then. So I don't know how he's going to jump through time between all these eras yeah. by having some... I mean, I, I can... Listen, if he was frozen in ice, whatever, okay, maybe. Um, I don't. That doesn't explain how he got from the plane in the in the air being shot down to being um, frozen in right. ice. But I don't know how he goes from Sorry, 84... Sorry, I was just throwing it out there. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't know how he goes from 84 to, to 2020. So, I mean... How does he not blow up? When does yeah. guts be splattered everywhere? Across the, the earth? Not if it was After. a cold lake or water. I, that, I'm, <laughs> just I'm just joking. Well, maybe he jumped out of the plane. I don't know. He I might, mean, all, maybe he jumped I out of the plane. I shouldn't have said it. You know, I'm this sorry. Is, this is all the more reason to watch the movie for everyone listening. You know, well, they'll probably answer this. Hopefully, they'll answer this question Let's, throughout the movie. Uh, <laughs> How is he back? Why? Unless it's like Star Wars, The Last Jedi, and The Force Awakens. Where, where they, they answer just, nothing? Yeah, they're like, And oh, the movie's terrible? Hey, hey, no. hey, Chris Pine's back in the movie. What's the explanation for it? Uh, there is no explanation. He's just he's back. Like whatever. We'll just brush over it. We have no idea how to bring him back. But hey, just we're, just we're ignore the first movie. This movie just, wouldn't sell. With yeah, Chris Pine. exactly. Well, I wouldn't say. I think Gal Gadot's enough of no, a selling point. Yeah, I'm, I'm being facetious. She's I know. Great, I know. But, but uh, hey, another question I have for you guys: Pedro Pascal. He is the main villain, Max Lord, in the film. Uh, what what are your thoughts on him in this trailer? Uh, did you get any good idea of what kind of villain he might turn out to be, and do you think he will exceed as a, a villain? You know, something something interesting. I don't. He wasn't really in this trailer very much, and didn't really you know say anything uh, too much. So I really feel like it's you know I'm not surprised he didn't really uh, have that much of an appearance in this trailer. I mean, his other work doesn't have much of an appearance in either, right? Isn't he the Mandalorian? Yep. So and obviously. You know, we know that he is not, uh, you know, he's, he's not, he does the voiceover, but he's not actually in the suit for, you know, all, all the time for, uh, as you said, uh, before we started shooting here. So, you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, my, my perception of, uh, of Pedro Pascal, I think he looked fine. Uh, I don't really think that he gave us enough uh, to, to really, uh, you know, think about it critically. Uh, you know, hopefully in another trailer they release, we'll get a better idea of his character uh, in the months to come. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like you said, he barely did anything. He was what <laughs> shuffling through papers on the desk uh, in the beginning. I don't know, do, doing something. But I mean, he's. I mean, he looks. He definitely looks good. So I feel like he's. I mean, 
he's definitely going to be a good uh, villain, but I don't. No one knows anything about him yet. He's just a evil guy with a yeah. very evil scheme that wants to kill Wonder Woman, probably, and Chris Pine, and <laughs> everybody <laughs> in this movie is going to be dead because of Pedro Pascal. For for our audience, Andrew is rubbing his hands together like an evil maniacal villain. <laughs> <laughs> Pedro Pascal, great guy. I hope he does great as this main villain, but honestly, I don't know that much about Pedro Pascal. I've seen him in a couple of movies. Uh, he was good in Game of Thrones. He starred recently in a movie on Netflix, Triple Frontier, but uh, I have not really seen him in too much else, so... I'm I'm guessing this will be between this and the Mandalorian. I think Pascal's career is going to go way up uh, yeah, compared you to ever, where it was. You've never seen Narcos? No, I never saw Narcos. Oh. I forgot. I guess I could have yeah. mentioned that, but I never saw He's it. He's really good at Narcos. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I'd love to be an actor who could just uh, not. Who I'd I'd play a guy who wears a suit of armor that he can never take off and then never take it off, and not even play in the, not even act in the suit of armor. Have someone else do it. I'd love to do that. That would be great. Personally. And we, we could talk I about that. I think it's that. super famous because of it. And we, and we can talk about that in a little bit. Um, what's <laughs> another topic? famous because of the baby Yoda. Yeah, Come yeah. On, we'll, 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 <laughs> we'll bring that up pretty soon in the show. But uh, any other quick thoughts, guys, on, on this trailer? What, what, what number was, 46 on trending. What, what Let's go. What would be your overall score for this trailer? Do you think it is a, a solid first trailer? Do you think it could have been better? Are you happy with the information we were provided from this trailer? I have a quick statement. In our uh, Google Docs here, you say that this reminds you of Stranger Things. Yes, it does a little bit. In the in like the um, the mall, is that what you're saying? Yeah, that literally looks just like the mall in Stranger I Things. I know, that's what I was thinking. I was when you put that down, I'm like, okay, I don't see it. And then the mall appeared, and I was like, whoa, like <laughs> that's like the mall from Stranger Things. And I, I saw it's, a comment on YouTube. Yeah, really. That said, like, oh, that must be the mall from Stranger Things. They reused I wonder, it. I wonder if they did. I mean, it I, literally looks exactly like it. So I don't see why not. Do you know what we're talking about? Uh, no idea, sir. But it, it looks it, it looks really dope. Yeah, I can pull up. A, Image if you want of the the mall from Stranger Things, um, on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah well, okay, fine. But why not? It, I think it'll come up. I think it'll come up. Let's see. Awesome. Stranger Things mall. Oh, there's Starcourt. They got this. I got. Uh, yeah. I'll well, see. There's. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm doing Go a terrible job. One. Terrible job. It, it, isn't no, no, Stranger no, no, Things like, like kind of retro that. though? Like a little bit like how the trailer is. Like when I see the. Uh, like the way this the, is this is the mall. Looks. That's the mall. So oh, didn't that yeah. look? Yeah, yeah, I totally. It, this, see, like, see how this mall. looks though? What? Like this looks so retro. You know, like it yeah. looks. It looks. It old doesn't school, look like that. Like, like in, in the in the well, but show. In, the, in the Wonder Woman trailer, it does a total. Like, it has a real old right. school vibe, which yeah, is really cool. And I feel like that reminded me a lot of Stranger Things. Yeah, it's gonna be weird. Yeah, uh, I think it's gonna be really well. Not only weird, but also kind of cool to see a change of uh, tones from. The first Wonder Woman to the second one. Yeah, hardcore and gritty from like yeah. World War One. Everyone's dying and it's oh my god. Yeah, and it's, and it's, it's very like, like hip hop and yeah, yeah. It's like extremely yeah. conservative in the first movie. I remember uh, Steve Trevor mentions like, oh, it's it's not right for a man to lay with a woman when you just first outside of marriage. Yeah. yeah, 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 or outside of marriage. But this movie's gonna be good, a totally different vibe, and I'm absolutely for it. I, I love how they're moving through time uh, with this character, and considering how good the first movie was, I think this movie could be really good too. Um, Going back to your original question, rated an eight. Eight? Yes. Yes. Jacob, what, what would you rate the trailer? Eleven. Eleven out of ten. Yeah. Wow. 
I thought the music was actually awesome. Yeah, like, me too. Like, like and then when you actually played the song before, I was like, yeah. okay. I'll, I'll give, I'll give, a, I'll, legitimately, I'll give it like an 8, an 8.8. 8. It yeah. was like, it yeah. was really good. It I gets thought it was totally very, yeah. hype. Music is awesome. Uh, you know, answered the questions early that we had. You know, is Chris Pine, is Chris, is Chris Pine going to be in this or not? Uh, Maxwell Lord, you know, Pedro Pascal. And we got to see some of that. And, you know, for first trailer, pleasantly surprised. And like you said, the armor is oh, yeah. awesome. Her sick. armor yeah. looks it's effing sick. It's awesome. I, I cannot wait for this movie. It's going to be one of my top ten anticipated of next year. But let's move into the next trailer and, we have to discuss. Yeah, and in the opposite of I can't wait for this movie, uh, <laughs> Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer. Uh, <laughs> you're telling me you're not looking forward to this one? Uh, are, are any of you guys looking for, forward to another uh, Ghostbusters okay. movie? I will say this. I never saw... The originals were, like, okay. Yeah, you didn't yeah, like them that much? they were all right. They were, like, all right. Like, I saw a couple. Like, when I was a kid, I thought it was, yeah, like, kind cool. of all the same thing. You yeah. know? Like, when I, I was a kid, fair. I loved Pirates of the Caribbean, like, and I barely liked Ghostbusters. Ah, that's fair. Like, that's fair. Well, okay, to be fair, though, this movie also looks different than any other Ghostbusters movie we've been given before. I it, like it that they more, reference the past, which is yeah, kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. And it I looks like, more like a A lot, movie. they do. To, to they reference the past a lot in the trailer. You know, mm-hmm. looking down the well just gives me uh, it vibes. To me, that's what I was gonna say. This movie looks more like a horror movie, yeah. than a, go- a Ghostbusters yeah, but they movie. Those goofy looking. It, yeah, goofy I was looking, just gonna uh, say they like the end, they just... like hype it up to be a horror movie, and then in the end when they show like the actual ghosts, it's like happier music, and like the ghosts are like cotton balls. Yeah, I mean, I, they, I mean that's. Like, come on! I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not complaining, but are they taking inspiration from it, or are they taking in for inspiration from it? Well, like, there are a bunch of kids looking down a well. Like, this is literally it one. And you have one of the main kids from it, it yep. in chapter yep. two, yeah, Finn Wintrock, uh, as one of the lead characters in this movie. So like the first three fourths of this trailer are like, yo, this is yo, is this Ghostbusters or is this like it three? I wait, and then and then it just like they start showing the little stupid ghosts, and you're like, all right, never mind. I just said Finn uh, Whitrock. I think that's another actor. I meant to say Finn Wolfhard. Finn Whitrock is um, who? It's it's the kid from. Dude, who are you talking about right now? What do you mean? I've never heard about? of these actors before. Oh yeah, so Wh- Finn Whitrock is uh, this guy from um, a few movies like Unbroken, The Big Short. I know he was in La La Land for a little bit. Uh, it was also what is it? Uh, ha- Halloween Town High. He was in that. Oh my god! Great movie. Finn Wolf, <laughs> Finn Wolfhard, is the kid from Stranger Things, from It, and now going to be in uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. So my mistake there, but um, yeah, you, you, I think they are taking like, a little look, inspiration look at that, from. Look at look at the, the laser, dude. Like, I know it's it's, it's a corny it movie. Cute. I will definitely watch this. Yeah, you know, with the Regal subscription thing with you. Right, but it's like probably going to be war. It looks good. And how do you guys feel about Paul Rudd being the lead? Do you would you rather see this movie be more centered around the genre of comedy or horror? If you had to choose between the two, it depends. Like, listen, this movie will never ever be a horror as long as their lasers are like bright purple blasts and their ghosts are like little. They look like baby Yodas, you know, like little green globs, like blobs flying all around. If that's what you're gonna have, it can never be a horror. However, if you make the ghosts look really intimidating and, like, weird-looking and freaky and you make their beams or whatever they shoot less corny, then, yeah, I mean, when I was watching this, I was so on board with the horror uh, element to it. But it doesn't really seem like—it seems like they're either straddling uh, both worlds, both both concepts, um, or they're just going full, uh, you know, into 
into the into the comedy element, and the trailer was just supposed to be a little bit of horror. Yeah, that doesn't look like a ghost there. That's you what I'll, yeah, 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 yeah. So at the one fifty nine mark in the trailer, it looks like something out of a quiet place. Yeah, you go to the go to the end. I'm so, pretty sure they don't they show the globs of the stuff at the end. Oh yeah, I believe they, so. They're, they're green. Them, yeah. yeah, just keep keep going here. They're like green a mint globs. green. Yeah, while, like while the they're shooting them, just just or let like this go the for a couple. Two fifteen mark. No, right here. Around then. Yep. Oh, see it. Oh, right that, there. Yeah, that, here, go that back, green. go back, go back. It's actually yeah, like yeah. just well, a shadow. Go back while it's going down the while it's going down right there. Oh yeah, that thing. Okay. So I mean, like that looks exactly like the original Ghostbusters movie um, villains. It's at like two fifteen for everyone watching or listening, I should say. Yeah. If you want to watch a trailer, it's at like two fourteen, two fifteen. Uh, you see him flying down the street, the little green glob. So I mean, like I don't know what was stepping on their car. Uh, that's <laughs> that is exactly what I would want for yep, some creepy yep. horror like, but. I know that green glob thing is in the movie, and if that's supposed to be most of the ghosts, then, like, come on. And I think when you have Paul Rudd as your lead actor You've in a movie... You've committed to being a comedy. You're already a comedy at that yeah. point, yeah. And it would be nice to see him in something different. Like, we, we, I know we had that discussion a while back about comedy actors who we would like to see play more serious roles. Um, and Paul Rudd's one of mine that I think should do more serious, scary stuff, whatever it may be. But uh, I, I doubt this movie will have... Too much horror because yeah. they're gonna try to get some kids to see this one as well. They don't want to scare them too yeah, much, I I'm mean, sure. What they make this the fourth one, right? This is the fourth one, but yeah. So is the 2016 one just in a completely different universe? I was wondering. Scrapping uh, that. The 2016 one. <laughs> uh, the 2016 one. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, well, anyway, I mean they've. Well, from what I've seen, they all have been the same. So I don't think they could just yeah. go a different route, naming it Ghostbusters, and try and make it a horror. So yeah, they can, they can yeah, do that. Exactly. Yeah, Busters makes it a little too like yeah. Maybe <laughs> the ghost destroyers. Well, conquerors. <laughs> uh, the conquerors. Game of ghosts. And apparently, this is going to be the third Ghostbusters movie, not including the 2016 one. So this is basically a sequel to the second Ghostbusters. I'm assuming. Um, it's coming out this summer alongside Wonder Woman 1984 on July 10th, 2020. Wow, this summer. It Time says, is flying. I know. Sorry. And it says but. on IMDb, the plot is when a single mom and her two kids arrive in a small town, they begin to discover their connection to the original Ghostbusters and the secret legacy their grandfather left behind. So I'm sure a lot of people are pretty excited for it. It looks like this movie uh, has already been gaining a ton of attention and uh, people seem to still be in love with the Ghostbusters. So I'm, I'm sure that this movie will make a ton of money. Uh, Paul Rudd being the lead actor alongside Finn Wolfhard uh, should be a fun time, but I'm not raising my expectations by any means. I think this movie will just be, you know, one of those fun summer blockbusters that comes out, but you're not, it's not one of the best movies of the year. But anyway, let's move into our next main topic of the day, and this is... The Golden Globes, the award ceremony that not very many people care about. It's uh, like the younger brother to the Oscars, but instead of being the same thing as the Oscars, this one also includes TV shows in its award ceremony. Um, I know you mentioned, Jacob, that people were freaking out, freaking out about one certain show being left out of the nominations. Game of Thrones. Yes, and rightfully so. I've already said it. Game of Thrones Season 8 was not good, so I cannot complain with it being left out of the nominations. I really can't. It's just not simply not a good movie or a good TV show. So for, for Season 8, that is. The other seasons are pretty 
pretty well done, but uh, season eight was awful. But anyway, let's um dive into a couple of these nominations and uh, some of the categories. The first one that pops up on my screen is best motion picture, best motion picture for a drama, and the nominations are 1917, The Irishman, Joker, Marriage Story, and The Two Popes. Uh, then for the musical comedy for motion picture, Dolomite Is My Name, Jojo Rabbit, Knives Out, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, Rocketman. As for Best Director, um, there's the director of Parasite, who I'm not going to bother pronouncing his name. I will butcher it. But then you also have Sam Mendes for 1917, Todd Phillips was given a nomination hey. for Joker, which I'm very happy to announce. Uh, Martin Scorsese was uh, given the nod for The Irishman, and then, of course, Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, there's there's so many different categories to mull over. So um, I, I want to ask you guys, are there any snubs that you can pick out? Or is there anybody you wish got nominated here? And is there any nominations that you're very – Happy about and and do you think um, definitely deserve to be nominated this year? The Joker all the way. So happy that the Joker's got nominated for uh, for you know the director for best director and then uh, I think it was best picture right for the other one. Yep, yep. yep. So you know I'm super excited about that. Uh, you know, I'm really glad that that's got a chance and, and got nominated. I'm not sure you know if they'll win or not, but um, I, I love the Joker. That was a great movie and I'm I'm glad it's getting its uh, recognition praise. Before I answer that, I just was searching down and I saw best television limited series or motion picture made for television, and your show Chernobyl's on that. Yes, I was going to mention yeah. that. Yep. Yeah, yeah so. I'm very excited about that. Um, what about you, Marco, though? Is there, are, are there any categories where the nominations, um, you're just not happy with them, or are you? Are there any categories in particular that you're excited about? Yeah, I mean, I'm excited about the best performance by an actor in a supporting role in a motion picture, and both both Al Pacino and Joe Pesci made it for The Irishman. And, I mean, like I said in previous podcasts, I love that movie. And I think all three of them did a great job throughout that movie. Absolutely. Uh, I, I think, for the most part, it's oh been, like, really good. Oh, my gosh. What? Boys, best television series, musical or comedy, Barry. I know. I know. Barry. Barry. And I uh, love Barry. Me, me and Andrew are massive Barry fans. But I'm yeah. so... Happy. I'm overjoyed and to I, see it there. I believe Bill Hader got nominated, too, for Best Actor in a Musical or Comedy for a TV Series. Uh, double yes, check that for right me. Here. He did. Right he did. Here. So that was Michael Douglas for a show I've never heard of, uh, The Kaminsky <laughs> Method. Then you got Bill Hader for Barry. Ben Platt for The Politician. Paul Rudd was nominated for Living With Yourself. And then uh, Rami Yosef for the show Rami. Uh, <laughs> you know, that must be – I don't – I, that sounds like a documentary to me or something. Uh, maybe. I have no idea. Actually, you know what? It probably, I'll look it up, but I'm sure it's probably like a comedy or something maybe. Um, let me see that And, and the, on, the only nomination, as we said, Game of Thrones was snubbed. The only nomination they did get was, wasn't really for the show. It was for just Kit Harrington uh, for best performance by an actor. Right. I, yep, yep. Kit Harrington did get nominated even though he had a really garbage performance. In that season, just gonna say that real quick, but uh, and, and, and to keep to keep going on the on the line of Barry, by the way, I just want to say yeah. best perform. Did you see the best performance by a supporting actor? Uh, who uh, Henry Winkler. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's actually really cool too. I'm glad that he got nominated as well. Um, looking back at the movies, the best performance by an actor in a motion picture for a drama, 
Christian Bale was nominated for Ford v Ferrari. Do you guys think he deserved that nomination? For sure. I mean, I think I think he was great. I think he was great, and we saw that movie together. But I think that was a, a really good movie, and uh, I was pleasantly surprised by his role in it. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought he did a really good job, and I actually was surprised as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, also Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory, Adam Driver for Marriage Story, Joaquin Phoenix for Joker, and then Jonathan Price for The Two Popes. Uh, I'll, I'll go. Um, I'll, I'll talk about Adam Driver real quick in Marriage Story. So I'll. I'll Mention it a little bit in our final segment of the day, but uh, I just watched it, Marriage Story, and Adam Driver, I think, gives the best performance of the entire year. He is so good, gives an extremely heartfelt, emotional performance, one that includes so much energy as well. Um, so I'm, I'm so happy that Adam Driver is, is getting this nomination, and I hope it eventually uh, moves into the Oscars and he gets nominated there as well. I just thought he was excellent. And then Joaquin Phoenix as... Uh, Arthur Fleck was nominated for Joker. Do you think that that was also deserved? Without a doubt. Yeah? Do you think he might win this uh, this Uh, category? The the, the Joker movie better better win one category. I mean, whether whether it be Joaquin Phoenix, whether it be uh, Todd Phillips, or the movie itself for Best Picture, I, I think at least one. But feasibly, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it won all three. You know, I, I think it's a great movie, and on the same on the same note, I would be I would be very underwhelmed. I, well, I, I should say I'd be very disappointed if none of them won. Um, but honestly, I don't know if I'd be surprised if none of them won either. I think they totally deserve it. However, I totally see a world, uh, you know, where people don't really think that um, that, that maybe they, they don't like the Joker movie. They don't like some of the messages or you know some of what's in the movie, and maybe unfairly uh, criticize it. So I can definitely see a world where it deserves being uh, winning all three nominations that that I saw, but I can also uh, you know totally see a world where it doesn't get those. Yep, no, I totally agree with you. It could go either way with this Joker movie for sure. Uh, for best performance by an actress in a motion picture for a drama, uh, the nom- nominations are Cynthia Erivo for Harriet, who was the star as Harriet Tubman in that movie. And you got Scarlett Johansson, who, again, I think gives the best performance by any actress this year for Marriage Story. She was great. Uh, Sheriff Ronan was nominated for Little Woman. Charlize Theron for Bombshell. And then uh, Renee Zellweger for Judy, who many people are speculating that she will win both this nomination, uh, this award, and then as well as the Oscar for category of uh, Best Actress in a Motion Picture. But... I think it belongs to Scarlett Johansson here. I just have to say that. She's when, better. When are the Oscars? The Oscars, I guess this year, will be in late February, maybe early March. That's usually when they yeah, yeah. Uh, come out. So um, that's th- those are those nominations. I can name a couple other ones if you want. Uh, any other categories that you guys are, are surprised about with the nominations at all? Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig, he was nominated too for Best Performance by an Actor in a Motion Picture Musical or comedy for Knives Out. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was nominated there. Taron Edgerton, Roman Griffin, Davis for Jojo Rabbit, and Eddie Murphy for Dolomite is my name. Now, guys, out of all of these performances, um, who do you think, besides the ones we named, such as Adam Driver, Scarlett Johansson, Joaquin Phoenix, who else? I- I'm sure all of those people will be nominated at the Oscars, but who else from this list of people do you think is likely to uh, get nominated for Best Actor, Best Supporting Actor, Best Actress, and Best Supporting Actress at the Oscars from the n- list of names that are nominated here? 
Just from this list. Just from this list, yeah. Hmm. Who do you think is most likely to also get nominated? Because I'm pretty sure Joaquin will get nominated. Scarlett will get nominated. Yeah, I was going to say Driver. besides them, I think either Joe Pesci or Al Pacino will. You think so? Yeah, I sure. agree with that. Yeah, I agree One or that. the other. And I'm surprised, actually, that De Niro wasn't in this for that, for mm-hmm. his performance. So. Who do you think was the best out of the three? Ooh, I don't know. Al Pacino was pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. Some people thought he was overacting, apparently. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I never knew who uh, that guy was that he was playing, so... I mean, he could be like that, but I thought he was very good. I think Joe Pesci even played good because, he, I mean, he looks old too, yeah, so. Yeah. Um, honestly, all of these people are so talented. Yeah. It's extremely difficult to Split hairs. put together a what do you list think, of names. What, what do I think? I mean, I, I agree with everything you guys said, honestly. I mean, I and you talking about uh, Pacino and uh, – Robert De Niro makes me just want to watch The Irishman. Well, you should. I, I, I'm going to. You know to. what? Right now, let's just do a quick predictions because the Golden Globes will be taking place this January. So who do you think takes place or takes home the best performance by an actor in a motion picture drama out of the list of names here? I think it goes to... I'm going to go with Joaquin. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it's Joaquin or Christian I think, Bale. I, I would not be surprised. I would love it to see Adam Driver, but uh, it's probably going to be Joaquin. Yeah. You think Joaquin too? Yeah. And then what about for uh, actress in a um, drama for that? We have the names that I already named, such as uh, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, I, Scarlett, I, Johansson. I, I, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. I, I oh, would, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with Renee Zellweger. Okay. That's what people were speculating that she'll win. Huh? I mean, I've and never then, seen Judy, so. <laughs> I don't think anybody has. Oh, well. <laughs> How could so she you, win then? You're not alone. Well, that's the thing. I brought that up to some other people the other day, and I said, oh, of course the Academy and the Golden Globes are going to give – Renee Zellweger, the award for a movie that nobody even saw, and they're like, "Oh, you, they can because just because people didn't see it does not mean you necessarily it necessarily can't get awarded or nominated for that." But uh, let's do another one real quick. Uh, best director for motion picture. Who would you guys say Scorsese. Is, is most likely? I'm gonna give it to Tarantino, although I think it should be Todd Phillips. I just think when you have a cast of like. When you, when you have a group here of uh, Scorsese, Tarantino, Todd Phillips, like I, I just don't think, I think Scorsese or Tarantino have to win. Like they're too popular, yeah, to not win, in my opinion. I think, yeah, I can't see Todd Phillips winning. Sam Mendes is a little bit too, uh, not as big of a name, but he did a great job with some of the James Bond movies. I'm gonna go with Scorsese. I think Scorsese will. will take I, th- I think the Irishman's been criticized a little too much. I think that's I, I think uh, Tarantino will get it. Yep. I could see it happening. We'll see. I, I'm definitely looking forward to the Golden Globes. It's going to be a fun fun uh, award ceremony. But expect a lot of surprises and people to be very furious going to Twitter and yelling at all those per who usual. pick the winners this year. Yes, of course. All right. Two quick uh, things we can move into before we get into our final uh, few segments that we have lined up here. The first is I mentioned, or some, one of you guys mentioned, I mentioned it. You yeah. mentioned it, Jacob. Uh, that Pedro Pascal doesn't play the Mandalorian in every single episode. They have a stunt double that's, do it for him. I don't and even then he understand. He does the that. voice. I wanted to get your thoughts Dude, real that's quick, so guys. Weak. That's uh, so weak. Yeah. How, how do you guys? How do you guys feel about that? I feel like it's. I feel like an acting career for me is all of a sudden so much more plausible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to go that far, but it's just like, I, like in the credits, are they giving that guy? 
like any credit. Like I never uh, like the guy the, the stunt double. Yeah, probably not. Yeah, so like, <laughs> what the hell? He's doing all the work too. But I don't know. It just, I never, I would have never saw that coming. I didn't. Same with here. I mean, here. like I've just yeah. figured that he was doing the voice because, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. I think it's so, just so weird too. It, it is very weird. Having it's the same thing as Darth Vader. True. True. Yeah, I guess. I didn't really think about that. But, yeah, that would make sense, actually. <laughs> yeah, but Darth Vader is cool. <laughs> you don't like the man? No, no, I wouldn't say that. Uh, I mean, when the best character on your TV show is a baby, come on. That is facts. Come on. Don't, when Darth Vader what? walks in the room, everyone's like, yo, that's Darth Vader. When the Mandalorian walks in the room, you're like, okay, where's baby Yoda, though? <laughs> oh, come so, on. Come on. Let's be straight. Yeah, that's wait, how dude, it is. What, did the fifth episode just make you so upset with the series already? Was it terrible for you? Uh, oh, wait, was that that was the episode where they're defending the where they destroyed the ATST, right? No, that no. was episode four. This wow, you fifth didn't episode? watch it. Did you miss the fifth episode? I Come I, on, I, I don't think I watched it. What? Get out of here. Yeah, just go yeah, home. I think I would have known. What? How it. did you miss the fifth episode? What did you think about it? I thought it was decent. Yeah, could have been so much better. Yeah. Just it. It actually, I I said this last time, but it bothers me how I watch it and it pulls me in, and then. I'm waiting for something to happen, and the, the show's just over. I know, and I I'm know. just like, are you kidding me? Dude, that gives me Paranormal Activity vibes. You ever watch that movie, Paranormal Activity? Thankfully no. not. Dude, it's like the most boring movie ever. <laughs> yeah, like I, heard it's, movie, I heard it's really The entire boring. movie, you're like, yo, Leo, I can't wait for this jump scare, and then nothing happens, and the movie ends. It just, reminds, <laughs> it just made me think of that. So, hence, well. why found footage movies have gone extinct. Or nobody cares about them anymore, so yeah. that's why nobody makes them anymore. Yeah, you're talking about movies like the, uh, what was that, Shaky Cam movie? Everyone was like freaking out about when it came out a while ago. What the the original Witch project? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, one. that one. And then Cloverfield's my favorite by far. Yeah, but they remade that, right? Which one? Cloverfield. Well, they didn't remake them. They just had they have two other ones in the universe right now. With no, but there was an original one that was like no, no. Was they only have one Cloverfield. Two? They have the Cloverfield paradox is the third one, and the second one is I don't Cloverfield know, Lane. Yeah, but anyway, um, yeah, this episode was just okay. I wasn't the biggest fan. Marco, I thought, yeah. They just, why do you introduce characters and then just do nothing with them? I don't get it. And this felt like a video Wait, game mission. Was, so you had the young teenage the, kid. Who yeah, was yeah, this, yeah, yeah. This yeah. episode, and then you also have. But I actually other, forget what happened at the end of it because it was. Uh, should we know. spoil it or no? No, don't. I'm don't, not gonna spoil no. it. All right, fine, but fine. I th- I remember now. Yeah, yeah. It's. It was a decent episode, but the, at, at this, this point, well, in in the one where the one with Jacob was talking about that that uh, female, she wasn't reintroduced. Yeah, no, the no. I knew the so, I knew there was no way he was going to stay on that yeah, planet. Well, yeah, but yeah, like, but I mean, he was, was talking she, about they, were, they had a lot of scenes with her. They were yeah, like, yeah. I was like, why are you ever in so many scenes? Like, he's well, always not going to come back here. Well, you when you watch the um, next one. You'll understand like okay. what we're saying. Okay. Yeah, that, that's the, my biggest problem right now. It feels like every single episode is just a video game mission, where you know how in video games they go on side missions yeah. and you just do it real quick, and then that character is never brought up again. Yeah, that's how it feels right now with the Mandalorian. There's even the I character mean, it, in the first two episodes yeah. is not in the show anymore. I mean, unless they bring in someone like huge, I don't really care that they yeah. keep doing this. To be honest, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna keep watching it. Yeah. Literally, the day it comes out, I've been watching it. Me too. Me too. And it's been it's been good. Yeah. I can't, I'm not. I'm can't not. Plan. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it has a good score. The theme song is awesome. And uh, I really it's like Star Wars. Come yeah. On. Yeah. And, and you have Baby Yoda, who I every single time I see him, I'm like, oh my god, he's so cute. <laughs> yeah. He's so adorable. I can't believe that he doesn't 
really show him love and comfort. He does, but not on the outside, only on the well, inside. Well, he doesn't because there's no one in there. Yeah, it's true. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> there is actually, it's just a robot at this point. There's not even an actor yeah. in there. They just hired a robot to do it. Hey, quick question, too, real quick for you guys. Before we move into our biggest topic of the day, um, with The Rise of Skywalker coming out, this is the final movie of, supposedly, of the Skywalker saga. And we know that there's going to be a new trilogy uh, on the way eventually. But we don't know who's going to direct it yet. It was supposed to be directed by the two guys who created Game of Thrones, and then they left the project. People thought maybe Ryan Johnson will do a couple oh God, of the movies. Please, no. But it doesn't look like that's going to happen, at least not right now. So I saw something really interesting online today. People were wondering whether or not maybe Disney will bring back George Lucas to direct this trilogy. What do you guys think? Would you like to see George Lucas come back to direct any Star Wars movies? Honestly, at this point, it's not a matter of what I like to see George Lucas. I would love to see any one person direct all three movies. Please, for the love of God, stop having like two directors, JJ, then Ryan John. Like, just pick a director. Have him spend a couple years making his whole plan and his roadmap for the entire trilogy, then make the trilogy and actually have a, a coherent story that makes sense and like logical things that happen. Not just like JJ has an idea. Okay, after the first movie, go go away now. And then Ryan Johnson, you have your idea now. Now go away. And now the trilogy wrap up the ideas of two people who had who were doing their own thing. And you know, like what is going on? Like can we can we just chill? And have one person spend some time and have a coherent like storyline and a narrative that that is worthy of three movies for such a prestigious franchise like Star Wars. I mean, come on, seriously. Well, I mean, since Andrew isn't doing the next trilogy, <laughs> um, I want George Lucas back. Me too. Gonna, I, I think that'd be awesome, and I definitely agree with you. Want one person in charge of this trilogy, and that's it. And I because it. Like you said, it just goes all over the place, and it doesn't really make sense. So I hope he comes back to – well, I hope they let him come back and uh, tell him to create, hopefully, the best trilogy. So The way I look at it right now, too, is that when you have J.J. Abrams direct Episode 7, and then you get rid of him – actually, he declined to, to do Episode 8. Oh, my eight. God, he declined? He declined. I Yo. wonder who, who, who was the one that really came up with that script anyway for Episode 8. That's my question. But anyway, so they had Ryan Johnson, of course, he brought on for episode eight. And then now Abrams is back for episode nine. But I wonder what this trilogy would look like with Abrams as the director of episode eight. How much different do you think it could have been? Because I, I, that's something that just bothers me. I wonder what Abrams would have done or say if, because originally they were also supposed to be, um, there were supposed to be three different directors for this trilogy. They were supposed to have Colin Trevorrow the director of Jurassic World, do episode nine, but then he decided to leave a couple of years ago. So now it's Abrams back again, which I think is good, but if Abrams did all three, I would have been happier. I think Abrams just saw, I think Disney was probably like, okay, yo, here's the storyline you need to do for episode eight or like The Last Jedi, whatever. Uh, and then he he saw it and he goes, okay, this is garbage. Let someone else do it so when I come back in for the third movie, I won't have all this uh, negative clout yeah, for making yeah. The Last Jedi. I think, he, I think he probably knew The Last Jedi was going to be terrible. <laughs> Honestly, mad respect to J.J. Abrams for piecing out and uh, taking that movie, uh, the, the negative stain, off his record. I just wonder, and I always will wonder, what could have been? I'm not saying I like Episode Seven that much, but it I'll always be curious to see what this trilogy 
may have ended up like had they decided to just keep J.J. Abrams or J.J. Abrams had agreed to do Episode Eight and moved along with him. But we'll never know right now. But I do hope that George Lucas comes back, except I want somebody else to write the script, and then he can just direct instead. Because, yeah. oh, man, some of his dialogue is... I don't know where the heck it comes from, but he's he's got to work on his dialogue writing a little bit for the time he has left on this earth. Please just get that out of George. But anyway... Let's do our biggest oh, well, topic. Hold on, hold on. Wait. Before before we move into this topic, yeah. I'm springing this on you guys last minute. Uh, we did I did not discuss this with you guys, but I did want to do a quick shout out to everyone listening here. If you didn't already see on YouTube, the the YouTube channel for for the TV show The Office uh, dropped a, a new <sighs> a new video. I know, I know. <laughs> it dropped a new video. Uh, it, it dropped a new video. It's it's Threat Level Midnight, and if you guys aren't aware of what that is. Throughout the show, throughout the office, they do a, um, they they have like a reoccurring thing where uh, you know, Michael Scott makes uh, is making a movie, and they reference it here and there, and I think you get to watch clips of it and stuff uh, during the show. But he's making a movie, and it was never released. Like all the footage combined in the actual movie that they made for it, uh, uh, all all combined and, and put together online. So the office YouTube did that. It's called Threat Level Midnight. Yeah, I watched it's 25 minutes long on YouTube. I watched it uh, last night. It was hilarious. Uh, it's so dumb and funny. So I just wanted to do a quick shout out for that because that's important. But uh, take it away. Yes. Yeah, so this is the end of the 2010s. We're here at the finale of 2019. It went by Crazy. so fast. Yeah. I feel like I was just a little sixth grader who was moving into the year 2010. But now we're at the end of. Uh, it's the second time I've moved through a decade, as well as for you guys, this is your second time moving through a full decade as a I whole. I was born in 99, sir, yep. all right? I know. So, yeah, this is the second time you moved through a whole decade. Well, yeah, true. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, like, I, this, I, didn't, I thought you meant I was only in, in two decades. Oh, no, 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 I got you, I yeah. got you. But, uh, so... Good try, though. Yeah. <laughs> trying to so, sneak that one in there. We must talk about the best movies that came out, our favorite movies from <clears throat> 2010 to 2019, I have a bunch. Most of the movies that I saw, uh, I guess over. Uh, I guess I could say most of the movies that I really liked over my lifetime. A lot of them came from 2010 to 2019, this decade. So I I really love this decade. I thought there was a lot of great movies, and with the visual effects improving, the movies keep improving too. Um, so who wants to start off with their top five? So my top five movies of the 2010s are. Get Out, Inception, Avengers Endgame, Zero Dark Thirty, and The Wolf of Wall Street. And that, then that's number one for you, The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Wow. All right. And then what are your honorable mentions? I have Creed and Moonlight. Okay. All right, Jacob. Right. So I didn't put him in a particular order, but um, my some of my my top five here. So to just to preface this, uh, these are not my top five uh, movies of the 2010s. These is my top five favorite movies. So it's strictly a personal list. I get that these movies aren't necessarily, you know, what what people generally consider a top five. So anyway, without further ado, uh, Logan, uh, you know that that was 2017 movie. I thought that was a really good movie. Uh, Cabin in the Woods, 2011 movie that was really good. Um, Don't Breathe, 2016. Uh, the Dictator, 2012, and The Conjuring in 2013. And uh, my honorable mentions are Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, 
uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, Ted, and Sinister. Okay, I like it. Wait, what? What? Um, for you guys both. Before I do mine, I'm actually I was pretty surprised that Moonlight was on Marcos. I had to I, watch it for a class, and I actually like I was like, all right, here we go. Like this movie's gonna be pretty stupid, and I watch it, and I was, it was deep. It yeah. was like really deep. I and I I enjoyed it a lot. No, Have I, you ever seen it, Jake? No, I haven't. I heard that it was like really good though. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that's that's Jacob and Marco. Um, and, and for you, Jacob, uh, I was surprised that Captain in the Woods was on there as well as the Dictator. Yeah, you know the Dictator is just a movie I loved watching, and it it's hilarious. It's, it's absolutely uh, hilarious. And I'm trying to think: is the Dictator like based off of some movie? That's uh, I, don't, I don't think so. Or is well, it? What, what was the guy who starred in that again? Uh, this is a famous dude. I, I always forget his name. Uh, you can look it up real quick. Yeah, I'll I'll search it for you. Yeah, go ahead. The dictator. Let's He's see. He's like the here. famous dude. He's been in a couple things. Um. Oh, I, I know who you're talking about. <clears throat> it is Sasha Baron. Yeah, Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um. He was he was great. Uh. The movie was just so weird and funny and dumb. Uh. I just I, I thought it was. Saw that. I was. I Hilarious. was thinking it reminded me of uh, Bruno. That movie was weird. Have oh yeah, that also it? had him in it, right? That was. I don't know. Did it? Or maybe I don't know. Maybe it didn't. But it was like that gay movie, right? Um, there was like, but I think I remember watching it. I mean, I don't my, think my, he was gay. But there was a bunch of like gay stuff in it, or something like that. Because oh, I remember watching Borat it with my too. That's oh. like they're all like the same. Yeah, yeah. But br- I remember watching like five okay, minutes of Bruno okay. with my family, and they were like, "Okay, wait, what is this?" Yeah, Bruno was weird. Yeah. So maybe I'm misremembering. That was in 2009, yeah. so I couldn't put that in my top. Okay. <laughs> I'm joking. I think I'll have to forget about those ones. <laughs> I don't think I want to watch any of them. Oh, and, and you mentioned Cabin in the Woods for me. Yeah, yeah, I put it on there just because it's a movie that looks like a traditional trope, you know, horror movie that just uh, really, really dumb, but completely flips it on its head and turns mm-hmm. into, like, crazy action and, you know, really cool stuff. Cool. All right. So for me, I'll start off with my honorable mentions, and I'm going to do a video for this later on my YouTube channel, but for now... Plug it, uh, plug was, it. Yeah, yeah, so go to the YouTube channel, Sven Soli, watch my videos, because eventually I'll be doing my top ten movies of the decade, as well as mentioning some honorable mentions. But uh, this is like a rough draft, probably as close to as good as it could be, but it's still a rough draft for now since we're not at the exact end of the decade. But some honorable mentions, I'll do Interstellar, Infinity War, that's the Avengers movie, in case you did not remember. Then you got Shutter Island, Argo and Warrior is right there at the number six spot. But by top five, I have Prisoners, the Neville Love movie. It stars Jake Gyllenhaal and Hugh Jackman in what is Hugh Jackman's best performance of all time. He is effing phenomenal in this movie. Uh, I mean, I, that's mainly the reason why I like to watch the movie, just because how good he is, how good Gyllenhaal is, and plus the movie. Is, is very dark, depressing, but uh, Denis Villeneuve directs the hell out of the movie, and I think he does a wonderful job. So that's up there, uh, and very suspenseful, too. Um, so I, you guys should watch that one. It's so good. Then I got Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2 at my number four spot. Again, it's it's the finale of Harry Potter. I love Harry Potter. I think it's, it's one of the best Harry Potter movies to come out, and there's no better way to have a Harry Potter finale than the finale you have in Deathly Hallows Part 2. I think it's a really amazing movie. It's definitely one of the best movies of this decade. Number three is Skyfall. As I mentioned, 
I believe it was last week when we talked about No Time to Die, that Skyfall is one of my favorite movies of all time. And for a James Bond movie, it's close to perfect. Daniel Craig is great. Um, Sam Mendes was the director who directed 1917, which is coming out in a couple of weeks. And he was a, a great choice to be the director here. Um, Javier Bardem as the main villain was excellent. Uh, and this includes some of the best action sequences in any action movie I've ever seen. So Skyfall nailed it for a James Bond movie. Number two is The Revenant. The Revenant is one of the grittiest movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Leonardo DiCaprio is great. Tom Hardy is excellent. Uh, this is a, a very well-captured movie, too, for the time period it takes place in. It has some of the best action. It's one of the best-looking movies I've ever seen. And overall, it's a good story with some incredible achievements, such as the bear scene. Uh, it's a hard movie to get through, but it's one that is is definitely worth the journey uh, and and never holds back. It's, it's one of those films that... You might flinch here and there because of what's being shown on the screen, but it's as realistic as it gets with this type of movie. And uh, Alejandro G. Nunutu did a great job of directing. And the number one is Inception. It's my favorite movie of all time, and it's definitely uh, my favorite movie of this decade for sure. It came out in 2010, and it has a loaded cast led by DiCaprio, along with several others, directed by Christopher Nolan, the one and only, who we know for the Dark Knight trilogy mainly. And I think this is his best movie. Uh, I mean, what can I say about Inception? It has a great score. It has um, some fantastic visual effects. Like I said, a great cast. It's really, really fast-paced. Um, it has a, an amazing idea behind it. There's so much to love with Inception, and it's very epic. I love epic movies, and this is about as epic as it gets. I was going to say, speaking of Inception, I believe that leads us into our uh, next topic. Yes, it does. And those are our favorite film scores of the decade as well. There's been so many great scores, and uh, you know what? It's so hard to choose my favorite score uh, from the decade because of how many good scores there were that came out. But um, I will start off for my favorite film score of the decade, and <laughs> I literally already said it because it's my favorite movie of the decade, my favorite movie of all time, but it is also... My favorite score of all time, and that is the Inception soundtrack. Um, the song Dream is Collapsing is probably my favorite off the entire for, uh, score. For sure, for sure. And, you know, for, for our three soundtracks, we, we each chose one. We're, we're doing, um, you know, as he said, we're doing the Inception soundtrack. Uh, and then to come, we have the, the Star Trek uh, theme, the main Star Trek theme, and the Wonder Woman theme. Yeah, so I'll begin. I'll play a little bit of Dream is Collapsing from Inception. <laughs> Yeah, that's mine. Such a good song. And yeah, Hans Zimmer. It fits perfectly. Yeah, Hans Zimmer is... One he did a Man of Steel. Yep. No, Hans Zimmer's excellent. He's right up there with John Williams for Best Composers in Hollywood. All right, for Marco, 
It's the Wonder Woman theme song. Yeah, Let's because go. I uh, was turned down for all the soundtracks that I was <laughs> told. Whatever. That don't exist. Yeah, for, I guess. for this category. All Whatever. right, so here you go, Marco. This is a great uh, score. Yeah, good score. Good score. There you go, Marco. Beautiful. I, lo- I love the choice. I yeah. love the choice in music. All right. And last but not least, Jacob. Yeah, re- rewind. Actually, uh, yeah, it's good. It's good. Go yeah, it's good. It's good. Okay. So for Star Trek, this is from, is this from both movies? All I, three? I think, or? yes, I believe this is from all three. Yes, is it? All right. For so, the Star this, Trek movies. Yep. The, the, more, the more recent ones, not the originals. Right. And we're taking this from Star Trek Into Darkness. So yeah. uh, here we go. There you have it. All three of our favorite scores from this decade. Mine being Inception. Again, Jacob's being from Star Trek Into Darkness. And then Marco for Wonder Woman. Uh, so there you go. There we have it. Our, those are our top five movies of uh, the decade as well as our favorite scores from the decade. Hey, guys, it's been one great decade, wouldn't you say? Yeah, and you know what? It's going to be an even better Next semester, I cannot wait yeah. to continue this podcast oh on to the new decade. Our spring semester. It'll be so much fun. I, I really am going to miss 2019, though, guys. I can't can't say otherwise. So. 2020 is going to be so cool, though. It will be cool. It sounds so futuristic to say yeah. 2020. Oh, so weird. Dude, but when are we getting flying cars? That's what I'm wondering. 2020. Hey, Tony Stark's dad tried doing it. <laughs> I thought we were yeah. supposed to have them by now, as according to uh, Back to the Future. Every, as yeah. according to they were movie. they were pretty close. They almost uh, predicted the Cubs' w- victory as well. Yeah, that's facts. Yeah, they actually have those lace up shoes already though. They made like yeah, like, oh yeah, made, like, yeah, a thousand of them or whatever. Yeah. That Dude, like, I, want, I, I want one so bad. Yeah, Dude, the lace up shoes. They look, yeah. they made like a you thousand know how much replicas. Those, you know how much they Dude, are ridiculous. Yeah. Probably like a, t- a ton of money. Well, they're probably like four hundred, but then they only make a limited amount, and then people sell them for like facts ton. But yeah, it's been a great semester and especially a great decade. Yep. Looking forward. New year, new me, as they say. Yeah, Marco. <laughs> hey, Marco's gonna be hitting up some more bars and hopefully more of his friends turn twenty one so we can all go out. Yeah. And then Jacob March. Yep. In March I'll be twenty one and then, then we'll really have first the whole drink. Crew. Yeah, well, yeah, man, my first drink ever, because you know What's your first drink gonna be? Dude, who what whatever the cheapest thing is. <laughs> all I, right. I'm on a college student salary. Me too. Me too. Heard that. Actually, I don't even have a salary or income. We, we should try to make money from this. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I guess we'll end it there. Thanks to everyone who listened to our podcast this semester. Of course, though, we'll be back in 2020 for a start of a new decade. Cannot wait to get uh, on board again with these two guys. Of course, Andrew Kent. Here in studio with Jacob Trout and Marco DeLuca. Thank you all 
so much for this whole semester. We'll see you again in 2020. Have a great Christmas and New Year's. Uh, enjoy, and we will see you then.